Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, America's gas is out of control. Remembering January 6th and Michael R. Jackson. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. We've got a really great show for you tonight. Joe Biden is beefing with Mexico's president. Congress is trying to do something about guns, and the price of gas is still rising. So the next Fast and Furious is just going to be Vin Diesel giving piggyback rides to everybody. (laughs) But only for family. Plus, really excited about this. Our guest tonight is the creator of one of the most amazing Broadway shows ever created, nominated for 11 Tony Awards. Michael R. Jackson is going to be joining us. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. All right. Let's kick things off with the price of gas, a.k.a. petrol, a.k.a. car cocaine. (laughs) There are a few commodities out there that affect the cost of living more than gas. You know, it's how we get to work. It's how we ship products across the country. And it's how we let our ex know that we busted them cheating. Now... (laughs) I don't need to tell you that over the past few months, the price of gas has been climbing faster than your grandpa's heart rate on Viagra. In fact, gas is so expensive, instead of champagne, boilers have started ordering canisters of premium at the club. Yeah, it was like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> that club was really lit. And as the national average in America hits $5 a gallon for the first time ever, people all over the country are doing whatever they can to stretch a tank as far as they can. For a nation that feels like it's stuck right now in gas gridlock. Many drivers aren't sitting idle with soaring costs. They're getting creative. My salary hasn't changed, so I carpool with my sister to work. Uh, one week she drives and the one week I drive. I just bought the motorcycle because now for 20 bucks, I use like for three days to four days. 
It saves me a lot. At a time gas prices are so high, bike sales are exploding. I've moved to the city. I don't need my car. Um, can't afford gas. And even Google Maps is your friend with an option to navigate based on fewer hills and traffic. Even police departments are under strain. This Michigan Sheriff's Office is feeling the pain at the pump as well, according to its Facebook post, and has advised deputies to manage non-urgent calls over the phone. Well, well, well. I guess Joe Biden did end up defunding the police, yes. The secret was just defunding everyone at the same time, so we didn't notice. I see you, Joe, very slick. But yeah, gas prices are so high, even police have to do their jobs over the phone, which you gotta admit is gonna be tough for some cops. You know, it's just gonna be like, all right, sir, are you black? Okay, then I'm gonna have to ask you to whoop your own ass a little bit. Yeah, just frisk yourself for no reason, just to be safe. You know who's actually gonna be hit the hardest by this, right? It's the Karens. Yeah, because they're the main people calling the cops with non-urgent shit. They're like, hello, police. There's a black man at the grocery store buying Trix cereal, which is illegal because Trix are for kids. Hurry, hurry quickly. But yeah. All over the country, Americans are doing anything they can to save on gas. Carpooling, switching to motorcycles. Shit, I pretended to be sick this morning just to get a free ambulance ride to work. It's definitely AIDS, monkey pox, Ebola. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm gonna make it. I don't know how much longer I have. Oh wait, that, that's my office. You guys can put, you can drop me off here. Yeah, I'm gonna pull through, I'm gonna pull through. You guys can pull over here. I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs> you know, for real though, it's, it's actually times like this that a lot of people are glad they live in New York City because you don't need to pay for gas here, right? You can walk, you can ride a bike, you can take the subway, and then with all that money that you've saved not buying gas, you can afford a room the size of a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> in New York, concrete jungle where you have 10 roommates, there's no space for any of you. That was a verse they cut out of the song. <laughs> but it goes to show you how desperate times are. America will do anything to save on gas right now. I mean, not investing in mass transit, obviously, but anything else, <laughs> anything else. And that means we're gonna have to move on because unfortunately, gas prices aren't the only problem affecting American people right now. And yes, I'm talking about guns. The never ending problem that America just can't seem to solve. Which, now that I think about it, maybe America like, shouldn't keep hitting the same brick wall. Maybe America can just use some of its problems to solve some of its other problems. You know? Yeah, like, like maybe the price of gas will get so high that mass shooters won't be able to drive to a gun store to buy weapons in the first place. You don't need red flag laws if gas is $40 a gallon. But until that happens, lawmakers in Congress are trying to find any measure that can help reduce the amount of guns that end up in the hands of madmen. And yesterday, the House took action. A major legislative package on new gun measures is headed to the Senate after passing in the House yesterday. By a 223 to 204 vote, lawmakers approved the Protecting Our Kids Act. The legislation is a collection of six new gun safety measures, including raising the minimum age to buy semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21 and requiring that all firearms be traceable. Five Republicans joined Democrats and also supported the bill. 
It is, however, unlikely to pass in the Senate, where control is evenly split. One Republican congressman who voted against the bill, Congressman Steve Scalise, explained his opposition to new gun control laws. I go back to September 11th. Airplanes were used that day as the weapon to kill thousands of people and to inflict terror on our country. There wasn't a conversation about banning airplanes. Wow. Wow, that is a good point. I can't think of any way flying changed after 9-11. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get to the airport 15 hours early so the TSA has time to run a background check on my shampoo to see if it has any links to ISIS. This is a terrible comparison. Nobody's trying to ban all guns. They're trying to add small measures to make people more safe, which is exactly what happened to air travel after 9-11. I mean, do you even remember what airport security was like before 9-11? You could basically walk onto a plane and just browse around like it was an Ikea. <laughs> yeah, you could just be like, no, I, I don't have a ticket. I just wanted to check out the cockpit. This is nice. This is, what does this do? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> this is fun, all right, have a safe trip. <laughs> but this is the problem. You see, this is the problem that gun lovers have in America. There's nothing else that is as unregulated as they want guns to be. So their, their options and the, like the, the, the analogies they use always don't make sense. They're always like, cars kill people too, but you don't regulate that. Wait, wait, actually, I mean, alcohol kills people too, but they, wait, actually, no way. Medicine kills people too, but we don't regulate. Oh, no, wait, we do. Uh, let me think. Uh, guns kill people, but we don't regulate those, huh? See what I did? No, that's, I've gone back on myself. That's what I've done. <laughs> But despite, despite these dumbass objections from people like Steve Scalise, the House still passed a gun control bill. The only problem is that everyone already knows that it has zero chance of passing in the Senate, which has gotta be rough for the House. You know, you work so hard on something that you know is going to lose. You know, they're like the New York Knicks of legislation. <laughs> like what a weird system in America where one chamber of Congress spends all its time passing legislation that they know the other chamber is gonna shoot down. It's such a strange system, normal for America, crazy for most of the world. America is basically doing that thing that parents do with their kids, you know? You know those parents that aren't on the same page? Like you ask your dad, dad, can we eat ice cream for dinner? And he's like, yeah, sounds good to me, but you gotta ask your mom. And you know mom is gonna say no. <laughs> so I should have just asked her, why are you even a part of this process? <laughs> well, if I get your mom on the record saying no, then I can run ads against her next year and then we can get a new cooler mom, yeah. <laughs> but what's especially interesting to me is that as modest as this bill is, only five Republicans voted for it, only five. And get this, four of them aren't running for re-election. Yeah, which is really interesting. You know, time and time again, you see whenever Republicans aren't worried about pandering to Trump voters, all of a sudden they make common sense decisions. <laughs> and I'll be honest, this, this has shown me something that like maybe America needs to relook the process. Maybe people in Congress shouldn't get to be reelected. You just do one term and you're done, that's it. Yeah, because then America's politicians would finally care more about governing as opposed to getting reelected. You know, it's kind of like the same way people in relationships finally tell the truth when they're breaking up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because the whole time you're worried about saving the relationship. But if you're not worried about that anymore, you become a lot more honest. Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, well, it's gonna end anyway, so I might as well tell you now that you fought like a beatboxing machine in your sleep, <laughs> Sarah, the whole night. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> this week, 
Los Angeles is hosting the Summit of the Americas, because contrary to popular belief, America isn't the only America in the world. <laughs> yeah, there are dozens of countries in North and South America, and every once in a while, they get together to discuss issues that affect the entire region, and then they bitch about Christopher Columbus. But <laughs> for this year's summit, the person most countries are bitching about is Joseph Robinette Biden. Drama before the diplomacy officially begins this week in Los Angeles, where President Biden will be hosting the Summit of the Americas. There is a significant snub. The president of Mexico has announced that he is refusing to attend the summit because the U.S. is not inviting Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua over their lack of democratic values. But Mexico says the agenda of migration, economics, climate, and COVID is just too important to exclude any of the nations from this region. The White House counters that it believes that no dictator should be invited. Wait a second. Joe Biden has stopped a Mexican from coming to America? <laughs> you know wherever he is, Trump must be so pissed off right now. <laughs> He's like, Joe Biden is stealing my ideas. I'm the Mexican man. Mom! <laughs> But seriously, though, this is such a petty story. This is a meeting of the leaders of an entire hemisphere. But instead, they, they sound like middle school mean girls. You know, it's just like, hey, Mexico, I'm having a party, and you can come, but don't tell Cuba and Venezuela and Nicaragua, because they're not invited. It's like, oh, America, it's so brave that you think you're cool enough to even throw a party. <gasps> you bitch, oh my god, blah, 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 blah. I will say this, I think we can all agree that Mexico's making a good point. America's stance on human rights violations seems a little inconsistent, right? Think about it. You won't even talk to Cuba and Nicaragua, but then you're gonna fly to Saudi Arabia and beg Prince Bonesaw to release more oil, huh? I mean, it seems like America's a lot more tolerant of countries that have a little uh, cha-ching. Is that what it is? Yeah, in many ways, the American government is like a stripper, yeah. It's like, if you ain't paying, they don't care about you. And I hope you know that, Saudi Arabia. America's not actually into you. They're just saving up for college. That's all this is. <laughs> it's not about you, America. It's a transaction. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Whether the US likes it or not, it is connected to these countries, right? They affect the United States, and the United States affects them. Don't you think it's weird that you're gonna be talking about migrants from Nicaragua, but then Nicaragua is not gonna be at that summit? You don't think it's strange? It's gonna be like staging an intervention without the person there. <laughs> You've gotta get your life together, Barry, is what I would say if Barry was here. I think this would've been good, guys. <laughs> this would've gotten through to him. It really would've been great. Where is Barry, by the way? What, drunk again? <laughs> well, we tried. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines. But before we go, let's check in on the traffic with our very own Roy Wood Jr., everybody. <laughs> What's happening, man? What's happening in the traffic? I'm just looking, man. Ain't nothing happening. Ain't nobody out there. The gas costs too damn much. Everybody at home. Ain't nobody on these roads today, man. It's looking pretty, looking pretty good out there. You know, I'll be honest, man. With this, these gas prices, man, I kind of, it's got me kind of rooting for monkeypox. Sorry, what? How was traffic during the last shutdown? It was good, wasn't it? It was good. The last pandemic, there wasn't no traffic. So bring back another pandemic, boom, traffic fixed, problem solved. 
I'm telling you, man, the, the gas prices are getting out of hand. Like, I, like, I kind of like the fact, though, that the police can't respond to every call. That's cool for now. But then when emergencies start, really start piling up, then it's going to be bad, man. Eventually, the police going to have to start carpooling with the fire department and the ambulance. <laughs> they're going to have to ride together. Like, the only way they're going to come save you is if all three things are happening to you at the same time. <laughs> like, if you get shot, you got to set something on fire. Then they'll show up. <laughs> They're gonna have to combine their vehicles. It's gonna get bad. They're gonna have to come check on you in a fire truck ambulance cruiser. A fire truck? Yeah, the fire truck ambulance cruiser. That's what all three, police cruiser, ambulance, fire truck. All, all yeah. combines. Well, yeah, thank it's, you. It was, it was in boys in the What's hood. happening yeah. in the traffic, Roy? It's just, it's just people going errands, people. Just going to and fro, man. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's just... <laughs> Real quick about the, 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 the gun law stuff, the gun, whatever they're trying to pass. Yeah, yeah, the, the gun safety, yeah. That's part of it. All right, can we, not act like that's the only solution to gun violence is gun regulating guns. That, that's gun a, good... violence, a lot of different things contribute to gun violence I agree. in this country. I agree. You, you start with the guns, but then you look at communities, you, you look at schooling, you look at uh, eradicating poverty. I hear what you're saying, right? I don't talk about that. I'm talking about lonely white dudes. I, I'm talking about... <laughs> we got to have legislation. Like, every lonely white dude got to have a friend. We got to legislate <laughs> friends for lonely white men. And I think that's how we get... That's how we fix some of it. Like, like, it'd be like jury duty. Like, you think you gotta, you think you like get to go out this week, but then you get a letter in the mail, like, report to Gary's basement. And you gotta be Gary's friend for a little while. Cause them, them, them lonely white men ain't got no friends, man. That's so we problem. don't let the lonely white men not have a friend is what, what okay, but then, but then you what give if- give them a friend. Every lonely white dude gets a friend. Yeah, yeah, I understand Rotating that. group of friends. Yeah, yeah, but then, but then what if they put a lonely white man with another lonely white man? Then, isn't that double dangerous? No, that's called a militia. That's safer than a lonely, <laughs> white man. A militia is much safer than a lonely white man. A militia got a uniform, they got a website, they got a schedule, they get permits. They let you know when they gonna show up. Who would you rather deal with, a militia or a lone wolf? Militia. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what we need. We yeah. need that. The structure. Yeah, because we gotta do, somebody gotta talk to these white, white dudes in person. We tried talking to them over the internet, but Reddit didn't work. It was a big failure. So. Okay, well, um, let's get the traffic, Roy. We... It's just so beautiful when you just stare. All right, let's get to it. We got time. No, we, we, we ran time. out of time again, Corey. We, we got time? Of, yeah, we, we... Just, let me just... No, we, we had the, we had just the time. Let me, let me just, real quick. Okay, okay what are you going to say? It's just so... That guy's going to have a wreck. He was going you way know too what? fast. Thank you so much, Roy with Junior, everybody. When we come back... We're going to find out what mega insurrectionists and black people have in common. You don't want to miss it. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission.
Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Tonight, Congress officially launched a major round of hearings into the events of January 6th, 2021. Juneteenth for Trump supporters. The day when white people visited the democracy store and demanded to speak to the manager. (laughs) And by the way, they're still arresting people for this. You may not know that, but they are. In fact, just today, they arrested a guy who's running for governor of Michigan because he also stormed the Capitol. Yeah, and you know that's definitely gonna change the whole course of the election, because now we know he's gonna win the Republican nomination. I mean, <laughs> you can't do that. And this is, a, this is a new experience for a lot of these white people, you know? All of a sudden, they're finding out what it's like to be on the bad side of the police, and it turns out they do not like it one bit. The January 6th defendants are being treated differently on a whole nother level. They are denied religious services, haircuts, shaving, the ability to trim their fingernails. Imagine a group of men being held in jail with no idea of when they're going to go to court, no ability to bail out, no ability to see their family. If you're Peter Navarro, they will literally pull you off of a plane, shackle you, and throw you in the brig. I wound up in leg irons. I wasn't allowed to call a lawyer, no food, no water, solitary confinement, Illegal aliens to al-Qaeda terrorists were treated better Better than than I was. They actually followed him in the car to the airport to make a scene and to handcuff him. Um, Why would they do that? It actually puts an exclamation point on the fact that we have a two-tier justice system. Uh, If you're a Republican, you can't even lie to Congress or lie to an FBI agent, or they're coming after you. You can't even lie to Congress or the FBI without them coming. You realize he's just stating the law, but in an angry voice. You can't hit pedestrians and drive away. You can't even sell another man's kidney on Craigslist. And if you steal your neighbor's dog and sell it back to them for the money, it's also not allowed. Is this America? Is this America? It is wild that Louis Gomez over here is complaining 
about not being allowed to lie to Congress because he's in Congress. <laughs> Why does he want people to lie to him? Why would you want that? I feel like he must have asked someone for their honest opinion at some point and then gotten it. Tell me the truth. Do I look like someone 3D printed Elmer Fudd? Wait, I changed my mind. Lie to me. Lie to me. But yeah, as you can see, many, many Trump supporters are saying that they're being oppressed and they're just learning how tough the justice system can be. You know? I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you heard what she said. She's like, can you imagine a group of men who can't pay bail and can't see their family? Well, you don't, you don't have to imagine it. America's already got the largest population of them in the world. And, and just so we're clear, just so we're clear, I, I'm, I'm glad the people who stormed the Capitol are being held accountable, but I don't take delight in the idea of them experiencing the shitty side of America's criminal justice system. Yeah, so Marjorie Taylor Greene, I hope you keep this exact speech ready for the next time black people in America are complaining about the exact same thing. You don't even have to change the words. You don't even have to change the words. It was wild that they've been treated like this for like five minutes and all of a sudden they're like, it's a two-tier system. <laughs> they're like, it's so hard being a Republican in this country. I was also always waiting for them to go into a, like a white Negro spiritual. <laughs> You know, it's just like, ooh, go, go to the Whole Foods, ooh, my gluten intolerance is getting me. Anyway, conservatives are now learning that interactions with law enforcement don't always end well, which means they're gonna have to have some hard conversations with their children. As a Trump supporter in America, you already know that cops treat people like us differently. We can be profiled and misjudged any time just trying to overthrow a free and fair election. That's why it's time for us to have... The, the talk. talk. As a Trump supporter, it's important to remember that law enforcement is always out to get you. You could be targeted solely because of how you look or what you chant or who you're assaulting with a flagpole. How many young and middle-aged men have already been arrested just because they tried to vote for Trump one too many times? And then stormed the Capitol. And then posted on Facebook for some reason. And they'll use anything against you, your skin color, your politics, evidence. If you so much as think about overthrowing the government and then actually attempt to, there is nothing anyone can do to protect you. Well, unless your husband is like on the Supreme Court. Sure. Yeah. So first rule, always listen politely to the police. Mm -hmm. Don't freak out and call them bullies or fascists until after you're booked on Tucker Carlson. The bad news is that if they do arrest you, you can expect the worst kind of abuse. Mm -hmm. They'll put you in handcuffs, take you to the station, and put you behind bars and then lock them. These are things no criminal should have to suffer. And now they're openly throwing around the word traitor? Yeah, with a hard R. You know, every time I see a young man being hassled by police for smearing feces on the walls of Nancy Pelosi's office, I think that could be our son. Mm. He is a sweet boy and we're proud of him. Yeah. He is a proud boy. So that's the way things are. And hopefully the next generation of conservatives won't have to have this talk. Because there won't be elections. Exactly. Thank you, Desi and Michael. All right, stay tuned, because we're going to be joined by the playwright, Michael R. Jackson, right after the break. You don't want to miss it.
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. My guest tonight is Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright Michael R. Jackson. He's here to talk about his smash hit new musical, A Strange Loop, which is currently nominated for 11 Tony Awards. Please welcome Michael R. Jackson. Welcome to the show, Mr. Michael R. Jackson. Thank you for having me. Before we get into the show that you have created that is getting everybody buzzing, let's talk about the name. Let's talk about it. How many people do you disappoint when you show up? I mean, like, not now, obviously. Maybe now it's more like a surprise, but like Michael R. Jackson, people just see Michael Jackson. I don't know. I think, like, I always get people to perk up a little bit when I I like hear, like, my name precedes me. You just showed that, Mr. Ja- oh, Mr. That's Jackson. Right. Yeah. And then, um, the, was the R always, the R was always there, I'm assuming? Uh, I kind of dropped it in there to okay. make a distinction. Well, that's I, what I- On Facebook, I'm the, I'm the living Michael Jackson. I like that. <laughs> it's, the only other person who I think has is Michael B. Jordan. That's right. Right. Who, who I, he interned at all my children. I, I interned at all my children when he was like a kid working there. It's really weird. There's a connection. There is. Look at yeah. it. All the famous names people going on to create their own famous things, yeah. and that's exactly what you've done. A strange loop. Congratulations, 11. Tony Award nominations. I, I've, I had the pleasure of seeing this production and I can't even explain it to people, but you know what I love about it is it makes me seem cool when I recommend it, you know? No, 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 because you know, in this world, there's not many things you can recommend to people that'll have them leaving feeling like you're so cool because you told them to go. Everyone I tell to see this goes and sees it, and then they're like, Trevor, oh, thank you so... I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I, uh... Did you know when you finished creating this show, did you know that it was gonna be the hit that it is? Um, not even close. Like, it was, like, not on my vision board even a little bit. So it was really exciting. But you took 20 years to write it. Yeah, almost, yeah. That's it... wild. George R.R. R. Martin would be like, yeah, I, I know what that's like. That's like a... <laughs> I would love to know that, like, where, this, where this, this idea came from, because I don't want to give anything away for the audience, because part of the joy of this show is that you won't really know what it's about, and you'll just be in a story. But what we can tell people is, it is a story of a gay black man who is in the world of theater, and he's in the world of being black and in the world of being gay, but it comes into... And every... Gay, black, fat, yes, and you <laughs> talk about that in the show. Yeah, yeah. 
One of the funniest shows I've ever seen, one of the most poignant shows I've ever seen, people crying, people laughing. It, like, that, I see why it took 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it just started off, you know, I was about 23 years old, I'm 41 now, and I had just graduated from undergrad playwriting at NYU. I didn't know what I was gonna do with the BFA degree. I was living in this old lady's bungalow style house in the middle of nowhere, Jamaica, Queens, which if you live in New York, that's like all the way to the end of the E or the F train. And then you take a bus that's like 10 minutes to get to the house. <laughs> it was crazy. And so, and I was just like, didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. And so I started writing this monologue called Why I Can't Get Work. And it was just about, you know, a young black gay man walking around New York wondering why life is so terrible. So, and from, and sort of the show, sprang from that sort of primordial soup. I, I didn't know that it was, it was true that you worked as an usher at the Lion King. Yeah, I worked at, uh, when the Lion King used to be at the New Amsterdam Theater, uh -huh. and I worked there for five years. I did like four years of Lion King and a, a year of Mary Poppins, and then I did a couple of years later a seasonal sin of Aladdin, so I ran through the whole Disney pantheon. What, was, there anything that, was there anything that you saw where you were like, oh, I don't ever want to see this again in a Broadway show, so I'm going to create something differently? Or was there something you saw that inspired you that made you want to create the show the way you did? Well, it was kind of both. It was a strange loop. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I like what you did there. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, like, you know, you're standing in the back of the theater, you're ringing the bells, you're watching the audience night after night after night, show after show, you get a little bored. And, but luckily, you know, I was there with my thoughts and just sort of thinking through the show. I used to, we used to have to stuff the playbills and sometimes I would write little ideas for, that would go into the show on the back of the inserts right. for like today that this understudy is in or whatever. And, and I would collect them and they would be in all my pockets when I got home. Um, but so it was wild. Like, but I, again, I never expected that anything would come of it, but I just was doing it to sort of keep myself sane. What do you think you have taken away from this? You know, I, I saw so many people in the audience who were touched for different reasons. You know, if people grew up in a religious family, I saw them connecting with the show in a different way. If people, you know, had, had issues with their identity growing up, or maybe they were bullied, may, maybe they're struggling today. It doesn't matter what it was. You, you're looking for work in America. You, you know, you're just trying to get by. You're trying to find friends, love. All of these themes are touched on. And I, I, I watched people in the audience feel something. I watched every, everyone walked out just making sounds. That's when you know. No one, no one said anything. Everyone was just like, mm, ah, oh, ha, <laughs> ah. It, it, was, it was beautiful. But then I wondered what you got by creating this, like for yourself. Did it change anything in your world? I mean, I guess for me, the best part of the show has been actually talking to people after, when, like, when it lets out. Because what I've been finding is that for some people, the show is a mirror. And for other people, the show is a window. And that seeing people there uh, together experiencing the same thing, but through those two different lenses, has been creates a really powerful energy that sort of goes up onto the stage, goes to the actors on stage, and they they send it back, and it really brings the audience into the loop of the show of, of the character's mind that we're in as we're watching. You you had a great uh, I, I forget the, what was the phrase you called it. You said it was like a, a it was a big gay big bla black and queer ass American Broadway show. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You know, no, I, you know what I loved about that? Yeah, it was. <laughs> was what you just said. I've seen some shows where, you know, if an audience is, let's say, from New York, they really get the show. If they're not from New York, maybe they don't enjoy it as much. Or if the audience is, 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 is black, maybe they get it more or less. This was one of those shows where everyone was enjoying it from, from a different yeah, perspective. Yeah, there's a lot of different reference points sort of in it because that's kind of what it's like to be a person. You're made up of all of your reference points, your history, mm. your different memories, everything. And so 
the main character, Usher, that's his name, he, he loves a lot of different things and he hates a lot of different things. And so my sort of hope was f by exposing the audience to that, everybody can sort of meet Usher and the show wherever they are and they can take from it what they need to and, um, and that the show is sort of promoting a spirit of inclusion for anybody who decides to come in and stick it out. I don't think anybody's sticking it out. I will tell you, not, no, genuinely. Well, no, I, there's some difficult moments for some people. But, but you know what, that's, I think that's what made it so amazing. Is, is, it's not difficult for the sake of being difficult. It's right. difficult in, in like a there's, life it's way. Not, it's not gratuitous. It's, it's, it's not at all. And, yeah. and, and I've, I, I, I've seen shows where audiences go, ah, I'm uncomfortable. Right. But here it was people experiencing the discomfort right. that somebody else may be living through. Yeah, because that's what the character and I am trying to do, is we're trying to, to get the audience to, to feel what it's like to yes. walk in this skin that they may not be, either that they don't feel uh, familiar with or that they feel familiar with, but feel unseen, unheard, or misunderstood. Yes. It's phenomenal. It's one of the funniest, most intelligent, just everythingnesses that you put. I hope you win every single Tony Award that you're nominated for. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Everyone needs to go watch the show. Thank you for being here. A Strange Loop is nominated for 11 Tony Awards. It's now playing at the Lyceum Theater on Broadway. Go and watch it. I promise you now, it's the best thing you'll ever see. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. A Strange Loop. Don't forget. Again. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tonight, but before we go, please consider supporting March for Our Lives. This Saturday, June 11th, the youth-led movement dedicated to eliminating gun violence is marching again on Washington and in communities across the country. So if you can, please go to the link below to donate and get more information on how you can show up and demonstrate to elected officials that we demand and deserve a nation that is free of gun violence. Until next time, stay safe out there and remember, Gas costs money, but holding onto the back of your neighbor's car while he drives, that's free. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now.